Next on BYU Sports Nation, what happens in Vegas affects BYU. How does a move by the NFL change things for Cougar football? Former Oakland Raider, Raider, David Nixon on which opponent he wants BYU to play in a neutral site Vegas stadium and what Taysom Hill's pro day means for his NFL hopes. Plus, Brendan Anderson of BYU Baseball previews tonight's rivalry showdown with Utah and the likelihood of a mustache mafia resurgence. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, March 28th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Always nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Bill Walton's future assistant to the publicist, Jerem Jordan. I wouldn't mind that. Um, a few years ago when BYU played Mercer in the second round of the NIT, Bill Walton emailed um, someone on campus for some information. He emailed the entire content of his email in the subject line. It wasn't in the body. It was all in the subject line. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. And I know you've been working hard on your Bill Walton. Yeah, I've got a long way to go. Yeah, but just give us a taste, okay? Terrible defensive effort by Robert Ory. If you're Robert Ory, you've got to get a rebound, please. (laughs) A lot going on in there. (laughs) It's like you swallowed a a bee or something. That was the worst play in the history of Western civilization. (laughs) Yes, the outlandish (laughs) comments are fantastic. I love it. Bill Walton is something else. Yes, Speaking of uh, impressions and impersonations, it's kind of that day for us. Jerem Jordan and Ty Detmer go next level today in between the lines. When I was little, um, I had some really big goals. One of them was to impersonate Ty to Ty on TV with Ty. And neither of us would win. It would be a tie. Yeah, that was my goal when I was little. So today is that day. Uh, it's kind of the pinnacle for me. You know, I don't, I don't know where to go. After the wow. <laughs> this is the pinnacle. Like, you know, do play-by-play to a national championship game or something? Like, that holds no, you know, can't hold a candle to this today. So. Well, look forward to that. How, how about that for a tease? Man, I'm excited. No, I really am. It's going to be funny. I stumped some guys. I stumped some guys. So you'll find out who. But who? <laughs> but who? Tracy McGrady is doing things we've never seen from anybody from any planet, Jerem. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got. We need, a, long, I got we need a, a whole long segment. Way. I got. A you long need a separate Twitter account now. <laughs> Just Bill Walton says whatever. Oh, good stuff. Uh, while you wait for Jerem to do Ty Detmer and attempt to fool some of Ty Detmer's uh, some offensive yeah. players, <laughs> let's get to today's headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football doing work in the final week of spring football practice. Yesterday, head coach Kalani Satake said after watching the film from Saturday's spring scrimmage, he has seen team-wide improvement. I guess some of the things I thought were really bad weren't as bad as I thought. You know, It's kind of how it happens. and um, we, we improved a lot um, up front on both sides of the ball. and um, But I was really pleased with the practice. It's never as bad as you think, right? Well, most of the time. Yeah, sometimes it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> but my, no, Kalani's right. After watching the spring game, 
you know, it's never it wasn't as bad as you thought, or as and and the vice versa, right? You, you think things are great, sometimes they're not as great as you think. But. They're working on perfecting yeah, sure. the little things, yeah. as told to us by Ed Lamb and uh, many of the staff members. BYU football announces four fan fests in the upcoming months, and these are coming up quick. They include Las Vegas, April twenty second. More on Las Vegas coming up. Houston on May sixth. Davis County, Utah, on May 16th, home of Spencer Linton. What up? And Southern California, city to be determined, on June 3rd. Very cool. So enjoy, uh, BYU fans, uh, Cougar football and Cougar athletics coming to you on you the should, States. You should enjoy the Batcats of BYU baseball tonight in Salt Lake City as well. 8 Eastern, listen on BYU Radio, watch it on the Pac-12 Network. Last season, Colton Shaver of BYU flexed his muscles against the Utes, including this. Swing and crash to left field. Out of here. Two-run home run for Colton Shaver. As Gary Scheide would say, the big bopper. Give that pen a contract. <laughs> Both teams 10 and 11 overall looking to get to 500 again. The game is on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. And men's volleyball remains number three in the latest ABCA coaches poll behind the Ohio State and the Long Beach State. The Cougars are off this week. They finish the regular season next week at UC Santa Barbara. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What happens in Vegas affects BYU. What? And not only affects BYU, but... Helps BYU? More of that in a moment. 31 of 32 NFL team owners voted in favor of a move by the Raiders to Las Vegas from Oakland. This Uh, is a few years out, but it's going to happen. Our producer, Ben Bagley, is a big Las Vegas slash Oakland Raiders fan. So we are very excited for him. That is awesome. But this affects BYU, too. On the surface, BYU fans might be thinking, okay, cool, but... Really, how does that affect BYU? For one, BYU has future games in Vegas at an undisclosed location. We initially thought, okay, it was Sam Boyd Stadium, unless there's something else. But now there is something else. Well, BYU plays at UNLV this year, okay, in Sam Boyd Stadium. BYU opens the 2020 season against Arizona in Las Vegas. It wasn't announced that it would be in Sam Boyd Stadium. There was a hope that they, that this would happen and go down, and there would be this brand new sparkling stadium. And just like BYU did in '09 with Cowboy Stadium, BYU was the first college football game in there against Oklahoma. BYU and Arizona could be the first college game in the new Las Vegas Raiders Stadium, which is sweet. If BYU and Arizona opened up at the home of the Arizona Cardinals against University of Arizona like they did in 2016, why would they not open up in another NFL stadium? They could. And Las Vegas, I mean, this is a big conversation, but you think about BYU in Las Vegas, by the way. Playing UNLV all those years in the Mountain West Conference and the new, newer whack at the end, right? The 16-team one that was terrible. All those Vegas Bulls. There's a fan fest coming up April 22nd now. The football game I mentioned. And other things. West Coast Conference Tournament. We're there for a full week every year. Vegas is the second home of BYU athletics in a way, right? Cougar sports plays there more than just about anywhere else. Um, I think that BYU could maybe pursue other neutral games there. 
in Vegas. Okay. Well and that, practice there next year on spring break. That's where I want BYU to practice. Let's gauge that a little bit more with today's Twitter question. Which teams would you like to see BYU play in a neutral side game in the new Las Vegas NFL Stadium and why? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Blaine Jacob. Notre Dame. They owe BYU a home game. In fact, don't they owe BYU two home games? No, it's just one. Just one because BYU played This might be as close as it gets. Both teams travel and would sell out. It's funny that at Blaine Jacob would bring that up because, Jerem, as you pointed out to me yesterday, an article was released about Notre Dame potentially playing in Las Vegas. One Foot Down, which is the SB Nation Notre Dame site. Uh, BYU uses Vanquish the Foe, I believe. Uh, they put out an article talking about, hey, BYU should play Notre Dame in Vegas. Okay, remember that Notre Dame owes BYU a game. Let's talk about the logistics of that, right? And this article has been retweeted by the BYU Sports Nation account if you want to see this. Yeah. The, it, it was reported that when Notre Dame played Syracuse in 2014 in uh, MetLife Stadium, that's where the Jets and the Giants play, uh, that each team was paid $4.7 million. Whoa. That, I don't believe the buyout's that high, or I wouldn't think that it's that high for BYU and Notre Dame, right? BYU could make some coin there and get a great game and be able to play Notre Dame. We all believe, right, that this isn't going to happen, that Notre Dame is not coming to Provo. What if they played in Vegas? I hope that yesterday one Thomas Homel texted his homies at ESPN saying, hey, let us know when we can play here in Vegas against somebody. Let's line it up. Who doesn't national college football brands? Who doesn't want to play a game in Vegas in an NFL stadium that's brand new. That is, that is going to be I, – I anticipate that that will be like we have in Jerry's World, Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium now in Dallas where they have these big college football matchups, that Las Vegas will be the site of some of these. Why can't BYU be involved in that? Okay, likelihood. I, I just want you to put a number out there. Likelihood that BYU and Notre Dame actually fulfill that one-game agreement that's still out there and do so in Las Vegas. Oh, I don't know. 30%. I, I, I would I love know. it if it were that high. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It'd, be ni- it'd be nice. And, and it, I mean, BYU was owed a home game. They could tweak the contract. And fi- Everything's negotiable. Everything can change, right? There are enough BYU fans. <clears throat> excuse me, BYU fans it's in an Las emotional, Vegas. It's an emotional thing. Not right? really, though. It's just exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there are enough BYU fans in Las Vegas in that area in Nevada. Oh, yeah. The, the alumni base, it's top five outside of Utah, I believe. For top, BYU top six. Top oh, wait, six. wait, wait. Yeah, top six. That's right. Okay. It is ranked number six. Like I said, top five-ish. California, Arizona, Idaho, Washington, Colorado, and then Nevada. Oh, you're just talking states. I'm talking a city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as like far Las, as far as Las city Vegas goes? is top five or top three in terms of city of BYU alumni. 182,000. And if it's not true, let's just say it is. Okay. Residents of the LDS population in Nevada. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good chunk and, and, of and let's be careful because there's a, there's a difference between BYU fans and LDS. Yes, see Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, you're suggesting Bryce Harper does he's, not like he said BYU? He hates BYU on MLB Network one time. Come on, man. You're classic UNLV guy. So there is a lot of excitement about this, Jerem. <laughs> but when you look back at Independence, BYU hasn't been in Vegas all that much in six years, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. BYU's played one football game in Las Vegas since going independent. BYU will play again in Las Vegas this year in November. I believe the 11th against UNLV. And then again. But the only game is the Las Vegas Bowl against Utah. And that, and that was a very fun neutral site 
setup, right? Of course, that first quarter was garbage. BYU playing Utah and Vegas was awesome. That was that was a great setup. And there are I, more games coming up now. There's we know UNLV this fall uh, at UNLV, and then we know Arizona 2020 to open the season. Likely in this stadium, we'll see if it's in Sam Boyd. That's I still it's gonna it's gonna be fun with Arizona, but that would, place would be packed. I'd be shocked if this doesn't become at least a once every couple of years like situation every, where BYU goes down to play somebody in Las Vegas. Yes, once every five, I think would be a decent amount of time per game. I, I'm telling you, Las Vegas, Las Vegas is getting an NHL team, an NFL team. I think college football is going to have a bigger stamp on that place because Sam Boyd Stadium stinks. That well, where will stinks. UNLV play home games? Are they, are they going to try and sneak invo- them in there as well? They could be involved with that. If I'm them, I'm trying to get in there. Their yeah. campus is right there. Like The trek to Sam Boyd is way out there from yeah. UNLV's no, campus. No, if it's the Sam, but a stadium stinks. It served its purpose. <laughs> yes, it did. On those rickety... Stairs in 96 and 98 for the WAC championship. Yeah, now it's time for just motorcycle shows and stuff there. <laughs> Coming up, second baseman Brennan Anderson of BYU Baseball previews the rivalry, but first, David Nixon, former Raider on Pro Day. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. A very warm welcome back to all of you. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio Conversation. Jumping right now on Twitter. You know the drill. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And when you feel like replying, use the hashtag BYUSN. Be heard. Do it. BYU Baseball plays Utah tonight. We're going to talk to second baseman Brendan Anderson coming up. They play at 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio. You can watch it on the Pac-12 network. Both teams 10 and 11. Utah's lost seven of the last eight. BYU uh, lost a series against LMU. In fact, a perfect game was thrown against BYU Saturday. So I, I bet you BYU is anxious to get out there and against Utah, where BYU's had a lot of success recently against the Utes in baseball. They've matched up well with them, and then some. Yeah, and, and it's always fun to go up there. They play uh, at, what, Smith Ballpark, home of the Salt Bees, I believe, so. Colton Shaver, we played it for you at the top of the show, had a lengthy home run last year. And he has had his it way. Was roughly one thousand feet. Like, he's he's had his way more than any other team against more than any other team. Utah. Like he he has own, he has owned Utah. them. Yes, it, it, it'd be good. He's not quite having the same numbers this year's past two seasons. So maybe this game uh, gets better. Yeah. Time to break out of that funk for Colton Shaver. Uh, again, we'll talk to Brennan Anderson coming up in just a bit. Our Twitter question today centering on what is happening in Las Vegas with the NFL. The Raiders have just been approved to make a move. 31 of 32 NFL owners stamped yes on that vote, and now they will be in Las Vegas. So which teams would you like to see BYU play in a neutral site game in the new Las Vegas NFL stadium and why? We ask that because BYU has already got a neutral site game scheduled with Arizona in 2020. So why not more? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Kip Kent tweets in, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. They'll think it's neutral only to show up and find it's a BYU it? home game. Yeah, it, listen, if BYU plays a game in Las Vegas, they're going to pack the house, man. It's going to be awesome. Arizona saw what happened in that state. 30,000 fans. 30,000 fans. At the game. Crazy. To the point where Greg Crabb, the athletic director uh, at Arizona, was like, we, we got to sell more tickets. <laughs> 
We, well, well, he's exploring that idea generally for Arizona football. <laughs> I would worry about winning more games before selling more tickets. Holy anyway. cow. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is former Oakland Raider David Nixon, the perfect guest for our topic today. David, first and foremost, what do you think about the Raiders' move to Las Vegas and how it affects BYU in the future? First off, my season tickets are already been purchased, uh, ready, ready to go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think, well, as far as the Raiders moving out there, I think it's awesome. Um, I saw a lot of buddies that are still in the front office for the Raiders, and so uh, it'll be fun to have them a little bit closer, and maybe some of those Monday night football games or something, we can make it down there. But uh, as far as BYU goes, listen, I mean, this is a $1.9 billion stadium, and so you, you'd figure it would attract quite a few different uh, programs around the country. Realistically, I think you know, you'd know probably get another program in the West, maybe a USC or an Oregon or Washington would come down and meet BYU in the middle on a neutral field. Um, I think it'd be tough to, to you know, attract some of these uh, East Coast schools. But, yeah, it, no question, this is the, kind of the new site. I mean, BYU now played last year, like you said, in, in the uh, Cardinal Stadium. Now this is an op- opportunity to play in a brand-new stadium, NFL stadium, on a neutral field, which uh, I think most teams like, um, especially at the start of the season. So, uh, you know, it'll be exciting to see if, if Tom Homo can put something together and, and, you know, the stadium will be done for three years or so. Um, so when that thing is done, get something on the schedule. I bet you there will be lots of great matchups there. I, I think it will be the Cowboys Stadium of the West, if you will. What do you think of the idea of trying to get Notre Dame in Las Vegas so BYU at least gets a game with those guys again because BYU went there twice and Notre Dame doesn't seem like they're going to come to Provo for a home game? Yeah, I mean, I think any college loves the fact that they can get their their players' exposure to NFL stadiums. I mean, I think uh, I think it's fun for not only the the players but obviously for the crowd too, and with the fans. And and as as we've seen with BYU playing in Cowboy Stadium, I never played there with BYU, but played there professionally a few times. I mean, that place is just impressive, and it's a sight to behold, and uh, it's a fun experience, like I said, for everyone. And you got to figure now with the Raiders this this being the newest stadium, it'll be kind of a fun, interactive experience for the fans and, and the players as well. So, yeah, I think. It's Notre Dame or any big time program down there would be fun. It'll be intriguing because I read an article that they have to fill up so many more events to, to make a pencil for them. Thirty so, more, thirty more. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, who, what, what other football games besides the Raiders and and concerts and things like that? And the great thing about this is you're five hours drive and a quick hour flight down there, and and uh, you know fans here in Utah will have exposure to an NFL team much closer than uh, say the Broncos and Southern California I mean that's a four four and a half hour drive for those fans so I I think this is an incredible setup for BYU football moving forward and it's like the second home of BYU football now too I want the practice to be down there there's a fan fest going down there BYU's playing UNLV this year Las Vegas, Las Vegas is a great spot for BYU. And BYU owned the Las Vegas Bowl for 20 years. You know um, that all too well. <laughs> I, know it, I know it all too well. Three years in a row. But uh, Vegas is kind of BYU's home away from home, and it, 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 it has been a great spot. There's a huge um, fan base down there, not only in St. George, like we saw a few weekends ago, but uh, down in, in Vegas as well. So no doubt that if, if BYU can get a, a neutral game there, it'll be a similar outcome to what happened in Arizona this year. We'll, we'll definitely pack the house. Former Oakland Raider slash Las Vegas Raider now, technically. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing how things will change for BYU football in Las Vegas with that recent NFL move. And we all know that the goal for a great deal of these BYU football players is to go next level. And the Cougars just held their pro day last Friday, including the oft-discussed Taysom Hill. Quarterback ran a 4-4-4 40-yard dash, had a 38.5-inch vertical on pro day. 
Let's start with him. What did you think about his performance on Pro Day, and what will that mean for his chances of breaking into the next level of football? I mean, it was incredibly impressive. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Everyone was impressive. Those times were just – I was blown away by these times. Every time they'd throw him up on the screen, I'm like – Wait, Kai just ran a four five. I mean, and and Taysom a four four four, and Mike Davis in the four threes. I was like, what is going on right now? Um, but Taysom coming out running a four four four, especially here's kind of some inside tip: is the fact that he didn't know he'd be performing at pro day because he was still rehabbing the elbow until just a few weeks ago, and so he hadn't been practicing the forty. He hadn't been practicing a lot of these drills, and so. You know, all of a sudden he's feeling well, and his agent says, "Hey, let's do it, let's go." And so, on two weeks' notice or so, he goes out there and, and puts together a four-four-four. I mean, it's pretty impressive considering most guys spend the last two, three months practicing the technique, practicing your start, your burst for the first ten yards. There's a lot that goes into those forties, and uh, and he really only worked out for the last two weeks and was able to go, you know, put out there that four-four-four. So um, proud of him. I mean, he we we talked about before. He'd really been trying to slim down, trim down. Um, he lost about. 50 15 pounds got down. He weighed in at 221, uh, so a great weight for him. Um, you know, obviously did well with the uh, vertical. I, I knew he'd leap out of the gym. I've seen him do 360 dunks in person, and just he's a freak. Uh, but I think from there, I was really impressed with his actual quarterback skills when they went out there on the field and did uh, position work. And, and, the, and the balls that he was putting on his receivers right on the money. Um, I mean, there were a couple overthrows when he was going super deep on 50-yard throws. But other than that, he hit a lot of the big 50-yard throws in, in stride as well. Um, but beyond that, I mean, he was, he was on the money everywhere. And I, if, if I'm Taysom Hill and, and comes the draft and, and something doesn't happen, which I don't believe will happen, I think he'll get picked up and he'll be on a team and at least get a shot, um, if something doesn't happen, I, I think I could be I could live with myself pretty well in the sense that I went out there on my pro day, I performed well, I did everything I could, and I can live at peace knowing that, I mean, I posted some incredible numbers, uh, numbers that yeah, I, th- I don't think any quarterback could ever touch, um, even moving forward. And so, uh, you know, I, I think he, he's got to be pretty happy with what he did. And then he goes around, out there, throws on some gloves, does some running back drills, comes out of the backfield, catches passes as if he's been catching passes for years. Um, I think a lot of scouts were blown away. In fact, talking to his agent after uh, the pro day, he said that a lot of scouts had come up to him and, and said, hey, we see Taysom as a quarterback. He, he, we see him coming in and, and contributing as a quarterback. I know there are some other scouts that thought differently, that maybe he's a free safety. Um, so I, I think with his versatility, I think it will be very intriguing to a lot of teams to look at him and, and say, hey, we can kind of shift him around and we can find a spot for him. Let's just get him signed. Let's get him to camp and let's take a look at him and, and go from there. So I think come draft day, uh, Taysom will have a lot of options of teams. Uh, if he doesn't get drafted, as he goes as a free agent, he'll have a lot of teams to choose from because obviously, as we know, when you come a, when you come a free agent, it's then your choice. You get to pick where you want to go. And so I think uh, that would be an interesting few hours after the draft when he has to decide where he wants to go. He'll have to re- you know, evaluate everything with his agent and uh, find the best fit for him. Did anyone else stick out to you on Pro Day? You know, I, I, I loved uh, Kai. I mean, Kai, I was expecting him. I thought if he ran the 4-5 range, uh, that'd, be, that'd be huge for him. Um, and sure enough, he ran a 4-5 flat, I believe. So, uh, you know, I, I, th- I thought the Pro Day for him, and we talked about this before, I, I thought that, you know, it was going to be crucial for him to come out there and run. He's got great film. He shows he can come up and hit. Uh, but to run a 4-5 to show he's got the speed to cover, I think that was impressive. And then, of course, Mike Davis with a 4-3. I mean, he's got the, he's got the physique. He's, got, he's 6-2. He's, he's a long corner, which these NFL teams love. 
um, and and he's got the speed, which you can't you can't really teach, right? I mean, that, that's just one of those intangible type things. So he, he's got the he's got those intangibles now. It's just you know, can he work on his technique and, and can he be converted to an NFL corner? Um, so you know, and all in all, I think everyone performed well. Like I said, all the times were blew me away, um, but it was fun watching them. And, and I'm, I think more than any other year, I'm excited for this year's draft to see where guys land, where Jamal goes. Is he a second rounder, third rounder? I know he continues to have quite a bit of buzz. Um, so we'll be interested to see where, where those guys land. And then if any of those guys go free agent, I'll be interested to see where they land as well because, you know, we, we see what happened with Danny Sorensen. If you can ran, land on the right team, get an opportunity and go take advantage of it, you can be like Danny and go sign a nice, lucrative four-year deal. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's transition now to what is happening for BYU football in terms of the spring scrimmage and spring football wraps up this week. But for the first time ever, we showed it on BYU TV. You watched it, David, probably from the comforts of your own home in that freezing cold drizzle that was uh, happening at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But what was your main takeaway from the spring scrimmage last Saturday? Yeah, I did have plans to come on down, but the second it started raining, I said I'm a wuss and I'm going to stay right here on my couch and watch it on BYU TV. So, um, you know, I was, I was impressed with the team. Here, here's the thing. The conditions weren't great. Um, they still have another week of spring ball, so, you know, you're, you're still not completely done in the fact that they're still installing and doing things um, that they'll continue to fine-tune. But I was impressed with Matt Bushman. I know he's kind of been the talk of the scrimmage, but, um, you know, from a player's perspective – and looking at his technique, and there were a couple balls that were thrown behind him that he had to adjust his body midair to grab. Um, and then his breakaway speed on the, on the long touchdown, the fact that he pulled away from safeties. And he reminded me a lot. I think a lot, you know, Kalani Mitchell looked like Dennis Pitta. I think he looks just like Johnny Harleen. I said the same he, thing. Yeah, he yeah. looks he's, like Harleen. He's, he's a little skinnier, um, taller. He's athletic. He, he made some great catches. And then when he runs, I'm telling you, he runs just like Johnny. Yes, Johnny yes. He's like, he's like a gazelle that just kind of takes these long strides and moves down the field. He's very deceptive. And I remember this with Johnny all the time. He'd catch a pass, and he'd burn these safeties and corners because they'd take terrible angles on him because they didn't think he was that fast. But you, you, you've got to understand your personnel. And I think Matt Bushman's one of those type of guys that you look at him like, oh, I can catch him. Let me take this certain angle. And sure enough, he pulls away from me because he's got those long strides so I was impressed with him I think uh, if he can continue to develop um, I mean I think I think he could be your go-to tight end this year you know and it'll be interesting the, the one position that does worry me a little bit is wide receiver and you know I think if Matt Bushman emerges as the go-to tight end I think we might see Moroni uh, you know Laulu Putita move possibly back outside and just be a bigger receiver like a Mitch Matthews um, and some of these big receivers we had in the past um, you know, I know Moroni's gained a lot of weight, but maybe he turns back down and moves outside if you have a go-to Matt Bushman. Of course, it's never bad to have depth, but um, no, I was impressed with Matt and, and what he was able to do. And man, it was fun watching kind of that tight end reemerge in uh, that position and see. I'm hopeful that offensively he can become a weapon because this offense, uh, you know, we saw from the running back position, and Reno mentioned it there on, on the, uh, at the game. It's going to be a running back by committee, um, and so you're going to need a few weapons across the board to kind of take the the weight off those running backs and off Tan. And if you can have that big body in the middle, uh, like Bushman is, then this offense, man, it could, it could get clicking and, and you could really help out the entire offense as a whole. David, what level of concern do you have over Tanner Mangum's performance Saturday in the rain, spring scrimmage? Some people think it's a big deal. Others don't, don't think it's a big deal at all. 
I don't think it's a big deal at all. I, th- that's what spring is for. Spring is for, for quarterbacks to go out there and say, okay, I've got cover two, I've got cover three. Let me see if I can fit this ball in that window. And let me see if, 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 if on this certain route against this certain coverage, let me try and take a risk here and see what, what happens. If it gets picked, Tanner says, okay, great. Cover two, I'm not going to throw that throw. Against cover three, I'm not going to throw that throw come September. And so that, that's the whole point. It's practice, right? We're talking about practice. And so, not a game. You know, not a game. Not a game. But, uh, yeah, it's exactly what it's for. And so it's, it's not a big deal at all. In fact, I actually like the fact that he threw picks because I think it's a learning experience for him to say, great, I know I can't do that um, against these type of defenses, and that's good to know moving forward. And, and you know, now if he was throwing these in, in fall ball and, of course, in, the, in those first few games, then, yeah, I'd be definitely worried. But I think it's a time for him to learn. And so all in all, I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a positive per se, but it's a great learning experience, and, and I think it's something he'll be able to use moving forward. David Nixon with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. David, great to talk to you, man. Uh, look forward to your Raiders moving up to Las Vegas and seeing how it impacts BYU football moving forward. We'll have to go down there and do a pre- and post-game show for the Raiders one of these days. I like it. <laughs> hey, let's do it. That's Michael. We are in favor. Thanks, David. All right, guys. Take care. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. All right. There you have it, Jerem. BYU. And their Raider connection, the David Raiders. Nixon. <laughs> yeah. Not Mark Wilson or Todd Christensen, but David Nixon, right? David Nixon. <laughs> yeah, not, not the great Todd Christensen. I uh, say that yeah, in jest, exactly. obviously. Wait, what? <laughs> Coming up, we put Jerem's Ty Detmer impersonation to the real test, going between the lines with Lauren Franken. But first, second baseman for the Batcats, Brendan Anderson, joins us on a rivalry game day. Welcome back, sports friends. Hot takes with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Yeah, can we burn something other than the BYU Sports Nation wristbands? I think they got a new effect on the Switch. So they're like, sweet fire! (laughs) If you missed our conversation with David Nixon, the former Oakland Raider, he gives us his opinion on how the Raiders move to Las Vegas will impact and affect BYU football. Also, where does he think Taysom Hill will end up when the NFL draft is said and done? In the NFL is my guess. The BYU Sports Nation conference special is Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We joke that it's the pregame show for LDS General Conference. Yes. We will be here to entertain you as you are in your pajamas making waffles. It's Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time here on BYU TV. Yeah. Entertain is one word for what uh, we will be doing. Yeah. Some people uh, might explain it some other way. I don't know that the spirituality will be at the level you're seeking, but yeah. <laughs> we will wake you up. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, led off by football doing work. Final week of spring football practice. Yesterday, head coach Kalani Satake said after watching film from Saturday's spring scrimmage, he felt a little better about team-wide improvement. I guess some of the things I thought were really bad weren't as bad as I thought. You know, it's kind of how it happens, and um, we we improved a lot. Um, up front on both sides of the ball. and um, But I was really pleased with the practice. Absolutely. And BYU fans will be pleased with this. Four fan fests announced in the, the upcoming months. They include Las Vegas, April 22nd, Houston, May 6th, Davis County, Utah, home of Spencer Linton from Clinton Woo! on May 16th, and Southern California City, TBD, on June 3rd. BYU men's volleyball remains number three in the latest AVCA coaches poll behind Number one, Ohio State, and number two, Long Beach State. The Cougars get a break this week. 
And the Batcats of BYU Baseball play Utah and Salt Lake City tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. Both teams 10 and 11 looking to get to 500. The game, as mentioned, on BYU Radio. Joining us now in Studio B, a member of the just-mentioned BYU Baseball Batcats, Brennan Anderson, star second baseman. Brennan, welcome to Studio B. Good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. What is it like in front of the cameras in Studio B? How are you feeling right now? Uh, A little more nervous now than I am playing on BYU TV. I'll say that for sure, yeah. Are you used to the cameras and, like, Jason Shepard, like, breathing down your neck? I'm starting to get used to it, yeah, because he's doing a little bit better job. Both, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The cameras... uh, I mean, you get used to them. They're just always there. But Jason, he, he gets up and close, so he gets personal, too. So you got to watch out for him. <laughs> All access, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shep wanted us to ask you about your haircut and that you had to get rid of some flowing locks, Brennan. Yeah, it was uh, devastating. I've worked on those <laughs> since July, I think. Oh, wow. But I even, I even threw a perm in there a little bit, trying to tuck it up a little really? more. Yeah. Wow. Not lying. Wow. Um, so I had a... I think I was just drawing too much attention, so I had to chop it off. More devastating for you or for Riley uh, Nelson? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> last last year was so magical, especially mm-hmm. that first half of the season. You have yeah. some injuries that changes the season. Right. The mustache mafia was quite the thing. Does this team need that again? Uh, it's hard to say because that the mustache mafia was just so it just happened. It wasn't anything that we just pushed. We're like, hey, let's grow some mustache. It was organic. Yeah, yeah it just like, like happened. Most of the mustaches. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. <laughs> one after another, somebody grew one. So, I mean, we would like to do something, but we wanted to be natural and just let it come to us. So, I don't know if it's going to make an appearance or what will make an appearance, but we'll just have to find out as we. Where go. is your mustache comb right now, Brennan? It's hanging in my locker. So it's ready to go whenever we need like it. Like a but dormant volcano. Like, I hung it there after I shaved the mustache last year, and it's been there ever since. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see an appearance. Maybe not. But maybe I'll just start wearing it for good luck. But <laughs> Very good. We're going to attack Utah in a minute. But okay. sat- over the weekend, it was crazy. Saturday, yeah. Corey Abbott throws a perfect game against you. Yeah. What's, what's the weirdest part of being involved in a perfect game on that end of the spectrum? Uh, it's the first time it's ever happened to me, um, and it's just kind of funky because you don't know what's going wrong. You don't know why you're missing the ball, why you're fouling every pitch off, and how he's throwing every single pitch for a strike. Um, so you're just kind of after two at-bats, you're starting to get frustrated because it's not just you that's struggling, it's everybody. So you get frustrated, and you don't want it to happen, and at the, at the end of the day, you just got to tip your hat to the guy and just say, like, hey, he had a good game. Because he had as much luck as, as skill that day. I mean, for a perfect game to happen, yeah. everything's got to be going right. Oh, absolutely. It and is, is he nuts. not their ace? Why didn't he throw Thursday? I, I don't know if they're just trying to steal wins at, on Saturday or yeah. what, but he, he's definitely, I think, their best guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him last year and having that conversation with Mike Littlewood about Abbott being their ace. And, so. and the yeah. WCC is good because you do have some draftable pitchers. Like, there's yeah. some good pitchers in the league, right? Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, last year we saw all the pitchers, all the number one guys go. So, I mean, you always see good pitching in the West Coast Conference. Brennan Anderson with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Game day against Utah. You're a guy from Salt Lake County. So what does the rivalry with Utah mean individually for you? I mean, I grew up with it, watching football, BYU versus Utah, all the fights and things that happen. Uh, for me, it's just... <laughs> It's one of it's one of the best games of the year just because there's so much emotion in that game. Um, I like it. It's one of my, I like playing with emotion. I like playing with a smile on my face. So to go out there and play against people that are from my own backyard, against coaches that 
had a chance to recruit me. Um, I mean, it's just fun to go out there and send a message and let them know that this is the best team in Utah, and it's always going to be that way. Did you uh, grow up a BYU fan? You know, I, I did because my grandparents always had season tickets, so I was just always around the BYU fan base and everything, so... Yeah. Okay. So this. Yeah. You know what this means, and yeah. you played it. Okay. Yeah. So there was a stretch recently in a five game period. You were twelve for twenty two on fire. Boom. 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 Doubles yeah. homer. Boom. Uh, last twenty one at bats. Two for twenty one. If I have a cold, I can go get a smoothie called a cold buster. Yeah. So how do you get out of a funk as a batter? Uh, you know what? I I've gone two for twenty one. I think I've put up some okay at bats. I the thing is, I just got to swing at good pitches. So. For me, it's just taking a step back, not trying to do too much, and then just swinging at good pitches. Because that's you start when you start struggling, you start to press, mm. and then you start swinging at everything because you just want to get a hit. Yeah. yeah. So if I take a step back, take a deep breath, go up there with confidence, and then make sure I get my pitch, uh, it's just going to start flowing. We brought you in on purpose, by the way, to oh. give you the karma. Yes. Oh, I need it. We I need feel it. like... You could benefit from this. So we're going to do it early. We're going to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma right now awesome. because we want you to go out and kick butt, and especially <laughs> against Utah. Okay? Yeah. All right, that's yeah. awesome. This team obviously likes to have fun, as do we, with yeah. the karma and whatnot. Uh, which, at whose expense, though, do you have fun? Like, which teammate do you go after the most? I fly under the radar. I try not to participate too much in the heckling i guess okay um i'll laugh at them i'll be a part of it but i mean we like to make fun of dave clausen okay he's that cali boy he's kind of just kind of like moping around so we make fun of him but uh he's also one of the funniest guys on the team so that's why we can give it to him a little bit um schneeman gets worked up a lot So every, everybody just likes Schneeman. Nobody would make fun of him if he didn't get worked up. But since he gets so worked up, you have to give him a hard time. Yeah. Trent Pratt loves to give it to Schneeman. So. Yeah, that's you're, a lot of fun. You yeah. double play. Uh, yeah, that's my there. part. That's my shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have a second baseman in the majors that you really like? Uh, you know what? I like a lot of players. I don't follow any team. Second baseman, I like watching the San Francisco middle infielder. Middle infielders go at it. Mm-hmm. Javi Baez just puts on a show for everybody, so he's fun to watch. World Baseball Classic, yeah. Where he tags a guy without insane, looking. like crazy. Right? I mean, it's hard enough to catch the ball, but to do it while not even looking. So, <laughs> I mean, I like watching all those guys. It's it's just fun to watch them at their art and what they do. So, where do you feel like this team needs to improve the most to make you know what you hope is a magical late season run? Uh, I'd say it's just. To believe that we can do it, um, have that confidence that we can go out and we can beat anybody on any day. Um, the thing is, right now, is that when we get Hayden Rogers throws um, like a perfect game in my eyes, he went out and threw awesome, and then we get perfect hits. I don't even know how to call that. Like somebody threw a perfect game against us, so it's just kind of like putting it all together, I guess, going out there and knowing that that was just some crazy thing that happened, and having confidence the next day and going out and just doing what we do best, which is to swing the bat and to throw strikes. All right, Brandon Anderson loaded with the BYU Sports Nation karma, headed yep. to uh, the University of Utah at Smith Ballpark, the home of the Salt Lake Bees, to take on the Utes. Home of the BYU Cougars, kind of. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Let's make it that way tonight, Let's right? Let's do it, yeah. All right, Brandon, uh, good luck. Thanks for the time, man. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right, up next on BYU Sports Nation, now it's time for Jerem Jordan to put his Ty Detmer impersonation to the real 
test. Okay, here we go. Going between the lines with Lauren Frankham. It's Jerem and Ty trying to fool the BYU football players. So oh, dancing. And dance. Yeah, what, what is are dance? You, are you dance? Are you dance, cold? Dance. 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 You're freezing? Okay. This is BYU Sports Nation. Still have three more seconds this morning. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including our interviews with Brennan Anderson of BYU Baseball. How do you break out of a slump? Two for 21. He gives us his take. And what does David Nixon really think about the effect that the move by the Raiders to Las Vegas will have on BYU football. Strange ties right there. Stranger things. BYU baseball plays Utah tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. We just talked to Brendan Anderson. Good luck to the Batcats tonight against the Utes. As most of our BYU Sports Nation contingent knows, Jerem has worked very, very hard to refine his impersonation of the Heisman Trophy winner and offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer. And if you've heard it, it's actually pretty stinking good. Jamal? But the real Jamal. judges will have to be BYU's football team who hear the voice of their offensive coordinator basically every day. So let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. We put some offensive players to the test while Ty and Jerem were behind some barriers saying random phrases because we wanted to see how well they knew the Heisman Trophy winner's voice. This is a segment we call... The real tie. We're going to bring out a few football players and see how well they know their offensive coordinator. Are you guys ready? Ready. They better know me. How well do you feel like you know your offensive coordinator's voice? Very well. Blue 42. Was that the real Ty Demmer? Yes. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> We're excited. That's time for sure. <laughs> Cover two. Was that the real Ty? <laughs> Dang it! Dang it! Too deep. Cover, cover two. Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, that's he. Yeah, that's time. That's time. <laughs> Kalani. Yeah, that's definitely not time. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. Hey, honey. That's Jerem. <laughs> he needs a few reps. Definitely. Yep, definitely. Coach that much. Jerem, you got to step up your game, man. Jamal. That's a. Uh, the regular tie, Denver. The real tie? Yeah, the real tie. Let's see. Boom, baby! Boom, baby! Avocado as tie. <laughs> Avocado. Hunting and fishing. Was that? That was Jerem again. What small piece of advice would you give Jerem for the next time he impersonates you? Because he does it every day. He needs to be a little pitchy, you know, a little higher in the pitch. And uh, I don't know, probably a little more nasally. Who knows? A <laughs> little, little higher in the pitch, a little more nasally up there. Okay, I think I've got That's it. That's pretty good. Jamal. There you go. Jamal. Jamal. 
you do an impersonation of Ty Detmer? Negative. I, I, I'll try it, Otis. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Nah. Reno. <laughs> <laughs> or throw the flat. <laughs> Jamal, go get it. Get in the end zone. Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> Jerem, now you know you need to stick to Blue 42 and Jamal Yeah. next time you're impersonating Ty Detmer. Thanks to everyone who participated, to Jerem, Ty Detmer, and all the football players. Join us next week for a special men's tennis segment where we get to know them in a very unique way. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. There was, a, there was a point in there where Ty said, your voice is too deep. And I said... Thank you, Heisman Trophy winner Ty Emmer, for telling me my voice is too deep. No one's ever told me that. That's See, tremendous. I always and I always thought you weren't going deep enough. Honestly, when he said that, maybe you weren't nasally. Maybe he's deep and I'm nasally. Just, there's just too much man here, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Just so, so it was pretty. It gotta, was pretty amazing. Every time, it, every time Ty talked, they knew it was Ty Emmer. All his quarterbacks but, knew him. Jerem stumped a lot of them. Even Coy Emmer, we didn't show up, but there was a time he paused. <laughs> So sometimes when Jeremy would say stuff, they pause, but then they usually figure that's it out. That's a win against the quarterbacks. Good. Pretty good. if the quarterbacks don't know his voice, yeah. that's a real issue, right? <laughs> I can't stump those guys. The cadence. Yeah, They've got to know the cadence yeah. of their offensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. And it was a way better impersonation than the ones the football players did. Yours. Oh, yeah, even Coy's. Coy's was bad. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Coy. You throw a better ball close. and you impersonate your own. You're putting the same MLB, blood, Coy. No, listen, Moroni was like, Convinced that it was Ty. He's like, oh, that, that's Ty. But yeah. it's, I'm, and the, I'm not Frank Caliendo, for goodness sake. You know what I mean? No. That was fun, though. That was fun. Good, Good stuff. Good All job, right, Jared. Lauren. Good luck with the tennis team and that, uh, the most international team on campus, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, lots of accents on the team. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. They're fun. They're fun. They're awesome, guys. Fantastic stuff uh, with Ty Detmer and Jerem Jordan and the impersonations trying to fool certain members of the BYU football team. If you miss Better it, make up the podcast. Uh, Jerem, just as long as they're ready to go with who their real offensive coordinator is on August 26th, I think we're all in good shape, right? Countdown to the Vikings. One, five, one. Yeah, I gave it is to you. Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is that what you want? Yes, yes. I'm not sure I like this lame Miz performance Jean Valjean, dude. Two, four, six, oh, one. Like, are we doing that every day? Really? You need that much, that much energy? I, like, listen, when it's like May 28th, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to, like, bring it like that, you know? I don't know. Now, if BYU were playing Portland State in the new Raider Stadium in Las Vegas, would that, that merit talking. Would that merit that type of energy? Yeah. And tomorrow's 150, dude. 150. I can get up for that. At the end of spring football, do we bring it to a halt for a little while? You know that's not going to happen. They're just going to play <laughs> Cougar Whip Round up next. Jamal. Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Another big show today. If you missed it, we were joined by David Nixon and Brennan Anderson. We also went between the lines with Lauren Frankham, Ty Detmer, Jerem Jordan behind the curtain trying to fool BYU football players with the impersonation. Big thanks to all of them for joining us. Fool me once. Coming up tomorrow, Dave Rose on the show, plus gymnastics coach Guard Young. Let's whip it! 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. UAE football continues the final week of spring football practice. Yesterday, head coach Kalani Stake said after watching the film from Saturday's spring scrimmage, he's te- seen team wide improvement, which is good. BYU football announcing four fan fests in the upcoming months. They include Las Vegas on April 22nd. Talked about lost wages a lot today. Houston on May 6th. Davis County, Utah on May 16th. Shout out to Clinton and Southern California on June 3rd. Baseball. Los Batcats debut BYU baseball. Play Utah and Salt Lake City tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. Volleyball. The Cougars, still number three in the latest AVCA coaches poll behind Ohio State and Long Beach State. BYU has a break this week. Softball. McKenna Bull was named the McKenna Bull WCC Pitcher of the Week for the fourth time this season because she's McKenna Bull. Second week in a row. Last (laughs) week she had 22 strikeouts and just four walks with a 1.40 ERA and I believe uh, five games. Helping BYU get nationally ranked once again. They are in at number 25 in this week's coach after a big win against then number 11 Utah. Soccer. BYU Soccer's Taylor Isom started for the USA U23 national team yesterday versus the Houston Dash of the NWSL in a 2-1 loss. And we should mention, the AP came out with its All-Americans in men's basketball. Eric Mika didn't even get an honorable mention. What? How, How was it not tw- even honorable mention? How do you go 20-9 and nine and not get an honorable mention? 20-9 and nine per game. Yeah, I was like, BYU didn't go 20. Yeah, it's, it's listen, one of the best players in the country played on a terrible team, Markel Foltz of Washington. It's an individual thing. I, that's a, that's a uh, complete miscalculation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. Dexter <laughs> Jared, who deserves it today? Kenan Pohl, another Player of the Week award. She's, she's uh, fantastic in the circle. Our Twitter question today, which teams would you like to see BYU football play in a neutral site game in a new Las Vegas NFL stadium and why? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Just saw this from at WAP17. If they, I'd rather they just not play, excuse me, at Royal and Navy. If I'd rather they just not play if Notre Dame can't honor the agreement and come play in our house. So we've been talking about... Notre Dame going to Las Vegas, but they're not going to probably. What? So, so would you rather not play Notre Dame at all, or play them in Las Vegas? You'd get more money out of playing them in Vegas and a game at Sam Farnsworth Eleven because it's hard enough to get them to travel west. But for Vegas, they just might. He said SEC teams: Bama, Florida, etc. Yeah, and do it early in September in future years. Do it. Our elite tweet of the day from at One Bald Cairo Dog. <laughs> That'll be the new home for the national championship game, so whomever made it to the final with BYU. Hashtag join me in my blue goggle world. It's beautiful. Or it's wonderful. Indeed it is. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN, people. Oh, let's get to the New Year's Six. Audio podcast on iTunes. Ten wins. Yes. For Jeremy on Spencer, shout out to Richard Nairing. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Viva Las Vegas.